Hello everyone, welcome to the Odd Drummer Gaming Podcast, the podcast about movies based on video games and or drumming. I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm an, uh, currently an aspiring YouTube content creator. The YouTube channel covers drumming and video games, and I'm still kind of trying to work it out and figure out what kind of content an audience might want or need from me. And it's kind of weird that I'm calling this podcast Odd Drummer Gaming when it it's kind of separate from the YouTube channel. I should probably change the name and rebrand it, but I don't know. I'm going to keep it for now. So in case you are an aspiring YouTube content creator or whatnot, maybe you would find this interesting or maybe not. I don't know. But I'm looking at my analytics and my channel has gotten 4,181 views so far, 60.1 hours in watch time, and 89 subscribers. I'm a very small channel right now, but I'm trying to expand and grow. Um, So check it out if you want to. I'm a huge fan of Final Fantasy. I'm really big on Nintendo right now. I've been playing a lot of Nintendo games. My latest video is just a short video of the Final Fantasy VII poster collection. And I don't even show my face on camera. I just kind of show the poster collection. So it's a different video for me. It's a pretty simple video. But I really like Final Fantasy. So I, especially VII, so I kind of buy all the stuff that comes out. And I just wanted to show it to the world. So this is episode two. The first episode was Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, which wasn't based on a video game, but it has video game elements. So I think it works or it, I mean, it works. I'm just going to say it works because, because it works. So in terms of movies I've seen since my last episode, I, I watched The Next Karate Kid. I saw a trailer of Cobra Kai on Netflix on mute. I saw the trailer on mute and it the trailer on mute looked really interesting. So my wife and I binged both seasons of Cobra Kai like really quickly and then we just went to the movies that we watched the first one followed by Karate Kid number two, number three, and then the next Karate Kid. The next Karate Kid, it kind of surprised me. I liked it a little more than I thought I would. There are some bad parts in it. I thought Hilary Swank was really bad in the beginning, like really annoying. Maybe that was the point of her character, but she was like needlessly screaming every line like, tell me if you're gonna, tell me what you're gonna do about the hawk. Like it was really annoying and every line was she was angry and just kind of shrill. And I guess that was part of the point because the story arc of her, my favorite part of the movie was the... the middle chunk when they were at the monastery like and I had seen the movie before but the only scene that I remembered was the like the cockroach and the praying mantis scene and that was my favorite sequence and by the end she was really likable and I liked her a lot so I guess that was kind of the point of the movie but there was just some weird absurd parts of the movie the most absurd part is in the beginning where the grandmother calls her like Susan And then this is the line, or I don't know it verbatim, but she says something like, my name's not Susan. It's, I don't remember her name. It's Julie. I think it's Julie. My name's not Susan. It's Julie. My mom and dad died in a car accident and now I'm all alone or some weird line. Like it was a terrible line, really bad writing in it. But Overall, I think I gave it like a three and a half stars. I didn't think it was horrible, but there were some absurd parts. The bungee jumping scene, like what was that? They're they're at a dance and randomly these three guys bungee jump and it it's like slow-mo and they crash. It was 
that was a weird part. But overall, not a bad movie. I kind of miss Daniel LaRusso. I mean, he's obviously a huge missing element in the movie. But kind of a bummer that that's the last Karate Kid movie with Mr. Miyagi in it. But, I mean, it was fine. It was fine. And in terms of a gaming corner... Like I mentioned, I've been playing a lot of Nintendo. So this is one of the interesting things. Um, so I was on a huge Pikmin 3 Deluxe kick last time. And I I love Pikmin 3 Deluxe. I had never played any Pikmin game. So I went hard on Pikmin 3 Deluxe. I, I couldn't put it down. I was really addicted. And I like RTS games. Like I really like StarCraft. So I was on YouTube. And then there's this huge YouTube channel. I think it's called Arlo. And... He had a video on Super Mario Odyssey, which I had played like a few years ago. And he mentioned about the end. He was talking about the end game of Pikmin or something. He wanted Pikmin to be to have a really good end game. And then he started talking about Super Mario Odyssey and about how good the end game was. And I thought, oh, that's kind of interesting. So when I played Super Mario Odyssey a few years ago, I liked it, but I wasn't blown away by it. So after I beat Bowser, spoiler alert, after I beat Bowser, I was kind of like, okay, that's it. I'll put it down. Then I put it down and then I never picked it up again. And and that was it. That was my experience with Super Mario Odyssey. I was like, it was fine. It was really good. It was solid. And then I put it down and that was it. And then after watching this video, I was like, that's kind of interesting. So I picked up Super Mario Odyssey again, but I started from the very beginning. Like, I don't know if I still have the save data from before, but I started the whole thing from the very beginning. And then I ended up like really loving it, like double or triple what I enjoy, how I enjoyed it the first time. And I got through the main game in like, in literally like a day or maybe two days in in terms of beating Bowser. And then after that, I just kept going back and forth to different worlds and getting more moons. And now I think I'm more, I'm at more than 600 moons and I haven't beaten the dark side of the moon and I've reached the darker side of the moon, but I'm not sure how it's going to end. So I've just been going back and forth, collecting coins, getting like costumes. And some of the costumes are like, 9,999 so that takes time and I've just been really enjoying it I went really deep on Super Mario Odyssey this time and I've appreciated the game like a lot more this time around and it's just funny how watching this like a few seconds of this YouTube video um, led me to picking up Super Mario Odyssey again led me to really loving the experience and getting to appreciate the game more just from this few seconds of the YouTube video. So that's kind of, that's one of my many goals of the YouTube channel. Like if someone can watch a few seconds of my YouTube video, or like if I'm doing a drumming video from Ghost of Tsushima and they hadn't played it in a long time and they see this video and they're like, oh, that was a cool video. That makes me want to play Ghost of Tsushima. And then they play Ghost of Tsushima. And then that brings them like 50, 100 hours of joy from playing Ghost of Tsushima after watching a few seconds of my YouTube video. I mean, that's kind of the goal. That's if I can reach people that way, that that would be awesome. That would be amazing. So yeah, after Super Mario Odyssey, like I'm still playing Super Mario Odyssey, but I've kind of been jumping back and forth between other Nintendo games. So I've been playing new Super Mario Brothers Deluxe. I've been playing Yoshi's Crafted World. I picked up Super Mario Maker 2 also, but when I went back to it, I didn't realize that all the courses were like um, fan-made. And I, I like that. I appreciate that, that they're all fan-made. But at the same time, there's 
there's there's a lot of elements in those courses that are like very non-Nintendo, like just weird elements that it doesn't feel Nintendo. And I I know that's the point because fans are making it, but it's just not something I'm used to. I'm going to pick it back up again and see how it goes. But admittedly, I felt like it was kind of weird after playing through some of those courses because there's like all these weird graphics and sound effects that are just so different from the other Mario games. I know that's the point, but so I've been huge on Nintendo and like a month or so ago, I went I went deep in Donkey Kong Country. I played Donkey Kong Country 1 and 2 on the Nintendo Switch Online. And then I played through... I didn't have... Th- well, 3 isn't on Nintendo Switch Online yet. So I, I I picked up 3 on my new 2DS XL. So I've been playing through 3. And I've also been playing Tropical Freeze on the Switch. But I've kind of put... Donkey Kong Country down a little bit. I've still been playing through 3 on the DS, but lately I've been on a huge Mario kick. I've even been playing um, a little bit of Super Mario World on NSO and Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island. I've just been falling in love with Nintendo all over again. Again, just from like playing Pikmin and then watching that YouTube video from Arlo. So it's been a great time and Age of Calamity comes out today. Today is Friday, November 20th. And I haven't... I I ordered it. And I, I'm, I'm going to play it, obviously. But I'm not a huge fan of that hack and slash. Like, I played Hyrule Warriors. And I, I really didn't like it. It's just kind of endlessly mowing down waves of enemies and but I'm interested in basically watching the cutscenes and learning learning the story of the prequel to Breath of the Wild and I I actually had an old tweet years ago and I reposted I don't have it in front of me but I said something to the effect of I hope they make a Breath of the Wild prequel in the style of Rogue One where spoiler alert all of the champions die and it tells the story before the story of Breath of the Wild and then I reposted it recently because I was like am I cool yet because I made this tweet a long time ago and now Age of Calamity is coming out spoiler alert I'm I'm not cool I'm not cool at all so I'm waiting for that game to be delivered and it I'll probably enjoy it, but we'll see. I played a few minutes of the demo, and I didn't play much of it. So, let's get to Super Mario Brothers: The Movie from 1993. So, I'm looking at my Letterboxd account. If you want, you can follow me at my account name on Letterboxd is DrumJ8, and I gave it three stars. So, I I bought this movie on Amazon for three dollars and ninety nine cents. I bought the DVD. And so I'm I'm going to look at my letterboxed review. I'm going to try not to read it verbatim, but I'm kind of referring to it from just as notes. So I thought the movie was kind of fun, mostly weird. And there is a there's a th- almost 30 minute excellent documentary made by the gaming historian that you can find on YouTube. So I urge you to check it out. It kind of tells the backstory and the history of the making of that movie. So there was a part of the documentary that made me laugh where this guy was either hired to work on the movie or he was trying to work on the movie and he played the game for about a day and then he started to work on the movie and that for me kind of sums it up like the kind of the amount of effort that went into making this movie and I can appreciate the vision like wanting to make a a dark 
weird movie out of the Super Mario Brothers. I can appreciate that. And I like that sort of stuff. But for me, the execution just really falls short. It was just a really weird movie. I don't understand the fungus. Like, I guess because it's Mushroom Kingdom. Like, that's... But I don't... What was that? Like, what was that father? He was like the king of Mushroom Kingdom. Turned into fungus. That was kind of weird. The Goombas looked nothing like Goombas. They were just really weird. I just thought it was a weird movie. It wasn't really well made. It looks weird. It feels weird. The music was just this constant like cartoon circusy music. The two Iggy and Spike are just kind of like bumbling buffoons, weird comedy attempts that don't really work. I didn't love it. It, it was just kind of fun, like a minimal amount of fun. It wasn't great. But it's worth watching at least once because I think it might be the f- the first video game movie, first movie based on a video game. Uh, don't quote me on that. I'm not sure. But am I glad it exists? Um, I guess so. I guess I'm glad that this weird Super Mario Brothers movie exists as opposed to not existing. Like Pat Walsh from the We'll See You in Hell podcast, he always says that he prefers a weird bonkers movie rather than a boring one at least i wasn't bored in this movie but uh, i did fall asleep just because i was super tired at the time but i i wasn't bored so it it's okay it's just i wish it were better i wish it was put together and executed better and the ending reminds me of what my pitch would be for monsters inc 2 so here's my pitch for monsters inc 2 Years have passed and the world of Monstropolis has descended into chaos. Piles of dead monsters everywhere you look. Piles of them. Meanwhile, in the human world, Little Boo has grown up into a beautiful young lady played by, I don't know, let's say Alexandra Daddario. She had dreams of Sully and nightmares of Monstropolis in turmoil. She can hear Sully's and Mike's calls somehow through some, like, telekinetic connection. And just as they're about to be brutally killed, Boo breaks in and says, Kitty, did you miss me? And just like in this movie, Super Mario Brothers, everyone smiles, freeze frame, credits. So that's my pitch for Monsters, Inc. 2. I'm not a film writer. I have no connections in the industry i have no reason to have a monsters inc 2 pitch but there's my pitch so there's my review of super mario brothers the movie from 1993 if you like this episode or this podcast let me know you can find me on the social at odd underscore drummer like instagram or twitter you can check out my youtube channel odd drummer gaming where I post videos on drumming and video games. Thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. Stay odd and keep on playing.